Oh my God, Ruben. What's up? That, that sinkhole just ate Jacob whole before he could say anything. <laughs> well, we will, we will, we have to carry on. No, no. I mean, we should probably call someone, right? Like, I mean, like, that, that, yeah. Like, let, uh, let let's play the uh, let's go to the intro music and go do that. Yeah, let's go. Creation is beautiful. See what's happening this week with the pop culture. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Quiz Essentials with Cube. Look, listen, we haven't been on even two of us for like a month. Um, two hour so wait time. he's in a sinkhole. What do you mean two hour wait time? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I have to call you back. <laughs> uh, I'm Ruben Kiros. I am one half of uh, squared. 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 That's what we said we'd call it. Jesus, I was trying yeah, to remember. There were only two of us who would call it squared, and I'm and I'm JQ, the other half of squared. I should be a third, but one of us is actually trying to get an education still. Wow. Yeah, while sucker. The other two of us have finished getting an education and sucker. are still fucking struggling because there is the job market sucks. The the home the homing market sucks the dating market sucks every market fucking sucks adulthood adulthood fucking sucks except you know what market is really good though you know what beatles like the beatles like are you talking like john lennon paul mccarthy b-e-e-d-l-e where are my legend of zelda fans we know about we know about beatle come on oh shoot Oh shoot! That's what we're gonna start off with because we didn't oh, talk no, about that. Oh no! I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, shit! God damn it! Why I, I'm I calling it. Why I'm calling it. Mention- I'm calling it audible because I I forgot we didn't talk about this because we've been look guys we've all been busy we I and we did have like you know I I, I before we start I want to dedicate this specific episode in all seriousness uh to our uh late uncle who would have probably loved this um if we ever showed it to him. John uh, Chiquito Navarrete, this one's for you, my man. Even yeah, though I, th- one's... I feel like you would you would definitely make fun of us for for even indulging in this. He hundred percent would have. Yeah, he would um, have, but you know, no. Yeah, it's so been, we... it's been a rough last couple of weeks for all of us. Like one, we lost uh, like a, a wonderful family member. First of all, uh, I mean, J- Jacob has just been going through it between school and personal life. I've been going through it. Uh, when it comes to my job, when it comes to the state of the band that I'm in, when it comes to paying rent, like I, I'm just, I, I'm getting hit like by everything. <laughs> and yeah, I've been going through it as well. So you know, uh, that is a pain in the ass. Is what is, is, to summarize. To summarize, uh, we've all been fucking just. I mean, we've all been freaking. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. This is the most f bombs we have dropped in the start of an episode. So I hope you're that, proud of yourself. How many f bombs have I dropped? 
I think like three. What? Yeah, I dropped one too because I, I I I found it funny. Oh my god! That gosh, you had dude. said so many. I, I didn't even notice. That's not good. Job is like job is like I've lost control of myself. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. Like I, that, the, that was the first time I noticed. I was like, oh, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's not good. All right, uh, continuing. I'm not, I'm not going to end you if she ever listens I, to this. You know, yeah. I'm kidding. Chunkla for you. Okay, no, let's just go. So yeah, our 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 lives have been in the in the shitter, metaphorical and literal shithole. So that's why we haven't been on that much. Yeah, I, I actually that yeah, oh my god, you're right, because Jacob just fell in the sinkhole. Exactly. He's literally in a shithole. <laughs> uh man, poor little Jacob. Poor Hopefully man. he'll be out by the next episode. Okay, yeah. here we go. All right. So we didn't talk about this. It literally dropped when I was recording the second of those uh two little separate bonus episodes I did by myself. Uh but uh Legend of Zelda. Also, can't believe you freaking bash Zaslav without me present like i'm we'll get to that we'll get to that okay let's start with the legend of zelda here so uh nintendo announced uh, probably like yeah almost a month ago at this point jesus uh that they are started the development of a live action legend of zelda film uh miyazaki uh announced it and he said it would be live action it would be made with sony you mean miyamoto Miyamoto, sorry. What did I say? You said Miyazaki. Ah, shit. I wish Miyazaki had something to do with this. So so sorry. Oh my god, that was a. I'm excited for Boy and the Heroine. That's what's going on here. Um, Heroine. Sorry. (laughs) I said heroin, didn't I? Heron. Jesus, Jesus Christ, I'm so off. (laughs) Pour one out for for my brain cells. Uh, uh, Okay. With the drinking problem. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Uh, so Miyamoto, who also produced Mario this year, is going to be one of the producers. He's going to make it with Sony, um, and it's going to be with Avi Arad's Productions, and it's going to be directed by West Ball. Uh, so the let's let's break this down by level here. So West Ball uh, hasn't done much. He did do those Maze Runner movies. If you're like a younger individual, you probably saw some of his directing. Yeah, um, and, and then he's doing the new. All, and if you lack all sense of taste, you'll also have liked those movies. I haven't seen them, so I can't even confirm or deny that claim. I, I only um, watched the first two, but they were. So Wes West Ball um, is also directing uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, uh, which had a trailer drop since we last recorded and i thought it looked pretty good personally looks, you know what i'm i'm not even gonna lie i was talking mad shit and then i saw the trailer and i was like okay we'll give it a chance <laughs> we'll give it we'll give it we'll give it a chance so if that's good you know i will have a lot more faith in this going forward if he's able no, to nail no, Planet no, of the no, Apes. no no because he's not the main problem i have with okay let's get to let's get to avi avi arad um, for those of you who don't know, Avi Arad was involved in the purchase of Marvel Entertainment with a man called Ike Perlmutter in the 90s. Um, Avi eventually moved over to the film division at Marvel. He used to head the film division at Marvel. Um, he was involved in making the first few X-Men movies, the first Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. Um, Kevin Feige was a production assistant on those movies, and he eventually rose through the ranks and eventually took over uh, Marvel Studios. Avi eventually left Marvel, but he kept producing uh, the Spider-Man movies over at Sony. 
He's one of the big reasons that Venom was shoehorned into Spider-Man 3 because the man loves Venom. Also evidenced by the fact that he pushed and pushed for years and eventually was able to get Venom solo movies made with Tom Hardy. That's right. He's also responsible for that. Um, he's He produced Morbius. He's producing Craven. All those villain Spider-Man movies that everyone bashes. Avi Arad's that's the Avi. producer behind it. Yeah, I've bashed Avi before, and some of my best material has been cut from the pod. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do what I can to keep it, to keep it, to keep it, to, to keep it uncut. But also, Beautiful. thank you, thank you. He did also. He's also a producer on Spider Verse. I will have to say that, Jonathan. Okay, yeah, but I have so to... is Amy Pascal, isn't she? She's like the yeah. main one running that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you what they do is if they put like a little baby mo- mobile like above Avi with like a bunch of little symbi- symbiotes. And he's like, Avi, 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 look over here. <laughs> well, part of the reason he's probably he like back. this as a producer, he's from a toy background. He So like the company that bought Marvel run by Promoter and Avi was Toy Biz and they bought Marvel in the 90s. Wow. <laughs> that, that that's what it was. Excuses everything. That, that doesn't excuse my, everything, bro. I'm just favorite, saying. Uh, that reminds me of my favorite Joel Schumacher. May he rest in peace. Uh, quote: It's just a cartoon. It's just a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh my! Oh yeah. Avi also produced Uncharted, which was awful. amazing. Amazing. Before Ruben even cuts in. Amazing movie. Go no, back and listen to the pod on that. Um, I, I Jacob and I, I think, lit the ever living crap out of that movie. Not as I, much I as other think, movies, but I don't think I was. I don't think I was on that one. I think, I I think you, you might have been. You just probably sat and said nothing. He's also a producer on the Borderlands movie that was shot like three years ago, and they haven't released because it's so bad. Wait, you didn't know that was a thing, Jake? There's a Borderlands movie that hasn't been released. <laughs> Yeah, uh, by the guy who did, uh, you know that Thanksgiving horror movie that's playing in theaters oh right my. now? It's apparently really good. Eli Roth uh, wrote and directed it. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not a big, is the Thanksgiping movie good? I don't know. I'm not a big Eli I, Roth no, it's a, guy. Apparently it's really good. Everyone yeah. said Eli Roth finally made a really good movie. Yeah, uh, Craig Mazin of Last of Us and Chernobyl fame had a co-screenwriting credit and was trying to get his name off the movie. Um, on what movie? On Borderlands. Oh my god! <laughs> I think oh, he did. He did succeed. That... He did succeed in getting his name off the movie. What's the name of that of that fake writer that that or that that fake person in the industry that everyone throws like bad product under? You know what I mean? It's like a, oh like, yeah, like a, it's a, like a non plume. It's like a fake ass name. I can't remember what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they use the. Wasn't that was originally because of McCarthyism, wasn't it? That they what? used that pseudonym. I I don't know. I watched <laughs> Trumbo. I watched Trumbo with Brian Cranston, and they talked about that. Um, anyway, was because, no, no, but was, the border was crazy. But the Borderlands movie has an insane cast, though. The lead wait, is wait, wait, no, no. I'll tell, tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Kate Blanchett plays Lilith. Kevin Hart plays Royal Roland. What the Jack- fuck? <laughs> Jack Black is Claptrap. Uh, oh. Claptrap. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis as Dr. Patricia Tannis. And then I will just, I think that's all the big names. Yeah, those four are the big names. That's insane. How bad was it that they haven't released it? Is it a, are they try, is it a tax write off? Is that what they're okay, trying to Okay, okay. 
To, let me give you an idea. The film filmed in April 1st of 2021 in Hungary. It filmed during COVID, like the height of the COVID pandemic. It wrapped in June of that year. They filmed two months. They released first looks in June of that year. You can look this up online. There are like silhouettes of the characters online. Um, and then, and then nothing. It goes quiet for two years. January of this year, they announced that they would do two weeks of reshoots directed by Tim Miller of Deadpool fame. <laughs> and the only reason Roth couldn't do the reshoots is because he had moved on to a different movie, Thanksgiving. So, like, even he's, like, washed his hands of this. If this ever comes out, I am telling you, so bad. No, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'll watch that thing. I'm not a big Eli Roth fan. He's a lot more about kind of like, he's not a lot about story. It's it's more, he's kind of of the torture porn, uh, the, the <laughs> persuasion. You know what I mean? Bro, even the composer got replaced. <laughs> oh my God. Nathan Barr was going to score the film because he'd worked with Roth before. However, in October, it was announced that Chief. Steve Jablowski, the guy who does the Transformers scores, oh my god, uh, would be taking over. Oh, but that's October. Okay, so there has been a reason. Okay, so these are they are still working on this. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> I I just imagine that this is going to be one of the worst things ever made, just by how messy it sounds. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Because it sounds like it has it has all time bad movie potential. Oh my god, they did release silhouettes. Look at that. I told you, yeah, Uh, yeah. Can that can that be the can that be the podcast picture for this episode? Yeah, I'm 100 making that the podcast (laughs) picture. I was just thinking that. Okay, okay, jumping back to Legend of Zelda. I know you're trying to delay talking about uh, the movie, but Avi Arad involved in all those projects is producing it. Um, Miyamoto said he had been friends with Avi for years and he wanted to uh, make this movie with him basically is what he ended up saying I don't know what do you think about one the prospect of a live action Legend of Zelda movie I know a lot of people prefer animated I think you were on that camp what do you think about a live action Legend of Zelda movie and then follow up question what do you think about having Avi Arad as producer does that just doom the entire enterprise so first of all first of all (laughs) Uh, well, first of all, let me let me start this off by saying if my you know if if my points seem choppy, it's probably because Ruben's gonna have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but uh, no, 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 he won't though. I'm gonna be concise. I'm gonna be appropriate. There you go. Um, I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> so yeah, so this dementia patient. Uh... <laughs> uh, you just had to. Yeah, no, I, can't I got it out of my system. I got it out of my system. All right, go ahead. So, <laughs> so first of all, like, I, I'm just not a big fan of the idea of a, like a live action Zelda. Like, I think it could work, but like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's also just because, um, I don't know. Live action video game adaptations almost never work from what from whatever. I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one like live action video game adaptation that actually was like decent um I guess, well like, do we have the last of us as a tv show last of us? oh yeah yeah last tv but yeah on tv but like that i don't think we've had a movie 
Yeah, but that's yeah. The Last of Us is more of a grounded thing. There's a lot more fantastical things about the Legend of Zelda. And Man. to be fair, going through the history of The Last of Us development, they tried making it a movie for like 10 years before they just settled on making it a TV show. I'm glad that they did. Yeah, I'm glad they did too, but like that just shows how hard it is. I think just because of the length of the medium of uh, video games, it's more conducive to television. That's why they're doing God of War. Fallout had some images come out recently that that's coming out as well. Um, I just think video games are more tailored for television, unless you're talking about Nintendo, where there isn't much of a story in the first place. Yeah, so which I think work as films because Mario worked, and I think this could work. But sorry, you, yeah, you keep going. Zelda is is the rare Nintendo title that has extensive story and extensive lore. So, like you know, like a TV that's fair. Better, um, but personally, like if we if like if we had like some some better talent behind this, and we we could get something more a la like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, something that's more grounded like that, I would be fine. But we're talking about Avi Arad here, all right? We're talking about the guy who, like, like, like you you might be like, oh, he made the first few X-Men movies. He made the Raimi Spider-Man movies. He's also the reason we never got a Spider-Man 4, because he takes Spider-Man 3, essentially. Because he was like, you know what? No, F all this. I want Venom in this movie. I want Venom in this movie. And I mean, because of that, we have Andrew. But because of that, we also have two horrendous Spider-Man movies. And we have how many shitty ass like Sony villain movies at this point? Like his three? big dream is to make a Sinister Six movie, um, and that hasn't come to pass yet. If so, if Sony ever makes a Sinister Six movie, just remember, Avi Arad got his dream. That, that is what that's what that would mean. And I hope he never lives to see that dream come to fruition. All right. My point is. <laughs> I know that this is going to be a horrible movie with Avi producing, all right? The casting is going to be wacky. He's probably going to get Tom Holland's link. They cast the same three white guys for everything. I swear to God, it's annoying, dude. Now, you know who it's going to be? It'll probably be the kid who's playing Percy Jackson right now on television. It was also like uh, in, what, what is that movie? The Adam Project with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Shoot, what the hell is that kid's name? Hold on. He's young. He's on the he's on the young side. He's but... on the young. I didn't carbon date him. <sighs> so funny, bro. I'm about to beat okay, you hold... to it. Are you? Are you? Uh oh. Yeah. Why Walker? Ha! You did beat me. That's that's who I think they're gonna make Link. They're gonna go with a younger actor so they can milk like a trilogy out of their ass. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what they do. Are you excited at all? Because you're the not huge Zelda all. fan. No, not at all. Not. Are at, you serious? No, it kept getting worse. It kept getting. There's a meme online <laughs> that I love. Like it's this scene from Drawn Together, which I, I I don't think it's a very funny show, but it's this one scene where this dude rolls up on a wheelchair and he's like trying to get like to like the second floor or whatnot. He he comes up on a set of stairs and it, and you see the stairs and it's like no. And then you see that there's more. And he's like, no! And then it zooms out one more time. And you see that it's like super freaking long. And it's like, ah! I think you sent that to me. I think the caption was, there's a Zelda movie. It's live action. No, 
it's made by Sony. No, it's being produced by Alia Rudd. Yeah, no. yeah. It, it's three. It's three points against. I would. Oh my god, dude. I'm no. I mean, look. This is the worst part. A few days later, somebody released like this little mod that they had made, or like a short film that they had made, which was Ocarina of Time with Studio Ghibli animation. That is what mm-hmm. the fans wanted. It looks so good. It looks so unbelievably good. Everyone but would Ghibli would Ghibli even agree to make a film with Nintendo? Nintendo is notably at this point a hands-on company when it comes to their Hollywood production. I mean, I don't know, but they've they've adapted like they've adapted stuff before. They did Tales from Earthsea. Granted, it, the movie wasn't good, but like they, they... you know, th- and there's one movie to blame for all that creative control Nintendo and how exerts the Super Super Mario movie from the '80s with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Yeah. If you have never heard of that movie, God bless you. <laughs> Shout out to that uh, to that um, to that directing duo. God, I hope they got divorced. Um, but <laughs> oh God, yeah, that don't, man, that I I don't know. I've seen some videos about like the behind the scenes of that movie. It is absolutely yes. nuts what happened yes. on that movie. They did not even know what they were doing. I don't think they even knew the Mario property. I think they just like pulled the names out of a hat, like like what what a Goomba. Here, put some prosthetics on this guy. Yeah, what the hell is a toad? Cut a What's swirl that? into the back nah, of his nah, nah, nah. head. It would have been like, what the hell is a Todd? What the hell is a Todd? He looked like a golden ratio monk. That's what that haircut was. It was like, <laughs> wow. I think that's probably the most intelligent joke I've made, and Ruben didn't even crack a smile. That's sad. It flew over I my head. I know our viewers are going to laugh. Fibonacci, come on. Crickets. Yes, there's a very clear live audience here. Did, Ruben, Love did you your add, joke. Did you add those cricket sounds? Did you just add, did you add those cricket sounds? No, I'm too lazy. There's going to be no cricket sounds You're here. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. I'm trying to take this pot up to the next level. And you're like, uh, I've been trying to get sponsorships. But when but when Adam and Eve gave us a sponsorship, you said no, because our target audience is not going to buy sex toys. And you're probably right. Is Adam and Eve even still a thing, bro? That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too afraid to look it up. <laughs> I don't know okay, moving on. Oh, wait, really quick. Uh, so we're going to talk about... Uh, David Zaslav and the rant I went on last time and I how that say, ended up. You, what did you cover? And without me? Just without the Coyote ver- just Coyote versus Acme. And it was I'm only upset. like 20 minutes. I, I am legitimately, I saw that episode go up and I was upset because I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to tear it to Zaslav with the boys. And you went off and did it by yourself. I to be so fair, betrayed. we wouldn't have I wouldn't have had time to record anything afterwards, after that day, if I didn't record it that day. That's fair. However, I'm still the tug the tug dean. Seven points from Gryffindor. Damn, I'm in Gryffindor. I don't I'm like a total. I, I I'm a total Hufflepuff. I think unfortunately. No, I think you're a freaking Muggle. Actually, I don't think you have magic in you at all. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think that's what I got. I did that Potter online thing so many years ago. I think I was put into Hufflepuff. I was put into Hufflepuff as well. Jacob was a Gryffindor, which is Jacob's. The that fit, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, Jacob that tracks. seems like the hero's journey pseudo type. You know. 
No, JF seems like the type of guy who like it's like the bait and switch protagonist in a movie. You know, you know. What Wait, I what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, uh, like in the other guys with Dwayne Johnson. And oh Jackson my god! <laughs> nah, Jacob feels like an actual protagonist. He could oh, be he an does, actual protagonist. Don't no, tell does. him that to his face, though, because you know we're literally. He's gonna. Well, you know what? He might not even hear this. He might not. <laughs> You know what? Speaking of which, Spotify rap came out a few uh, like yesterday. I'm in the top 11% of pop cultural quintessential listeners, and you can be too if you. <laughs> uh, I felt embarrassed. That stat came up, and I was. They sent us a wrapped, a wrapped for podcasters. I was, I, I saw it. I'm too embarrassed to go through it. <laughs> they wouldn't even give me numbers. They just gave me you grew 70%. Yeah, from like oh. from like two to three, right? <laughs> they didn't give you numbers. They didn't give you numbers. Our that most is- listened episode of the year was the one after uh, I posted the Spider Man Lotus review, and it went online, which tracks. It tracks. Yeah. <laughs> if we didn't retain any view- listeners from that episode, we are we are screwed, basically. Yeah, pretty much. We got we got to start from scratch. Anyway, <laughs> we need a well, better format. Are- Bro, we're just going on. We're actual podcasters now. We're just going off on diatribe after diatribe right now. Good. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, but who's going to listen to all of this? There's no structure here. Ruben. People listen to like Sigma male podcasts where all they do is be like, if you eat like 20 pounds of, of chicken a day, your body mass index will freaking shoot through the roof. So what you need to do is eat some more flaxseed, all right? And then they'll, like, go on a 20-minute rant about how women suck. <laughs> and they and they get thousands of viewers. They get thousands of viewers. So what you're saying is we should go the misogynistic route? No, is that I'm what you're saying? I'm not saying that we should go the misogynistic route. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what I thought you were saying. No, I just wanted to make sure. What I'm saying is that they talk about nonsense for hours. Joe Rogan be talking about freaking aliens half the time. Be like, yo, put, that up, put, that up. put it up on the screen. What's the guy's name? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't listen but, to Joe Rogan, bro. Oh, yeah, me neither. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know what we need a theme for? You wrote themes last time. We need a, a theme for David Zaslav's Wild Ride, this segment, because it's just Ruben, it's grown. I'm just going to fart into a microphone, and we'll call that... <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so on this is. on this edition of David Zaslav's Wild Ride or Mr. Zaslav's Wild Ride, because the it's Mr. So yeah. The day that this man gets fired or dies, I'm gonna weep because there goes half of our freaking content. That's true. <laughs> he, he makes it so easy. He makes it we're so easy. Le- we're a leech on the bottom of Warner Brothers at this point. <laughs> yeah, a leech they don't know about. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's better that way. It's better to leech that way. Um, so on, on this episode of Mr. Zaslav's Wild Ride, um, so Coyote versus Acme, as I talked about for like 30 minutes, was canceled. Well, after all the backlash online, um, Warner Brothers decided to try to sell it to uh, streamers. They held a screening for it a couple weeks ago. Uh, no news has come out of if anyone has bought it yet, um, but no news has come out that no one is going to buy it. So it's right now that movie's in limbo. We could see it. We could not see it. It is absolutely stupid to me that Warner Brothers doesn't think a film that test screened really well. Tech screened? I I made up a word. That was test test screened. That test screened. Don't. Test screened really well. (laughs) 
it, it's stupid to me that they don't think that a Looney Tunes movie that had good test screenings um, would actually, you know, increase their company's profits and make the Looney Tunes brand viable again. But that's just me. I'm not the billionaire uh, runner of a billion dollar company. That was redundant. <laughs> He's running it into the ground. He's being he is. Right he is. The There's a freaking congressman that like after that entire debacle was like, you know what? I kind of want to look into, into Warner Brothers. Like, what are they doing over there? Like, this is like sleazy. Like, this is very, like, this looks like a money, the money laundering scheme. And obviously he's from Congress. He knows exactly what a money laundering scheme looks like. So he's clearly onto something. Um, but then uh, Mr. Zaslav defended his actions yesterday in the press. Um, he said, and I am quoting him directly here, um, scrapping these films took courage. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let's see if I can find the full quote. You're a hero, Here we go. Mr. Zaslav. The accounting, the accounting piece is a misnomer, which is people claim that these films are done for accounting purposes, that they're scrapped for accounting purposes. He says that's a misnomer, apparently. Um, it was uh, in an interview at uh, the New York Times Deal Book uh, Conference, which uh, we're going to talk about what Iger said at that conference right after this. Um, he said, continuing, uh, Zaslav said, if we produce a show, a $100 million movie, we spent the $100 million, and if we don't release it, it's gone. We don't have a real benefit from it. <laughs> the question is should we take certain of these movies and open them in the theater and spend another 30 or 40 million dollars to promote them and warner brothers team and hbo made a number of decisions they were hard but when i took i look at the health of our company today we needed to make those decisions and it took real courage personally i think these comments were completely tone deaf uh by zazlap I don't think I mean, he's telling the truth either, to be completely honest. I mean, me. he's a freaking studio mogul. Do any of those guys tell the truth? <laughs> it's ever? so easy to lie. It's so easy to lie. It costs no money. It's free. It's literally free. You don't get that rich by telling the truth to everyone. You sucker people into giving you money sometimes. That's how yeah. it works. And you tell your, your ailing mother that you can't afford her treatment. And you save at least three mil right there. Three million, just like that. No, uh, but- What stage is it? Ooh, I don't think I can cover Look, Zaslav, what's wrong with this statement, it's true. What he's saying is true. They do save 30 to $40 million scrap in the movies because they don't have to pay for marketing and for distribution of the movies. Yeah, but you're a however, company. How, you're a movie company. Can I finish? God damn. No <laughs> but what, what? Okay. <laughs> but that is true. He is saving money. And I guess his sunk cost fallacy on a freaking boy baseline level works. However, what he's not accounting for is the actual people behind the camera who put all that work for years to make these movies and then seeing them put on the shelf. Will those people want to work with Warner Brothers again? Will other creatives who see this happen to people who worked with Warner Brothers want to come in and work with Warner Brothers? One of the reasons that Coyote versus Acne apparently was being shopped now is because apparently some creatives canceled meetings with Warner Brothers because of that move. Clearly, David Zaslav did not account for that. Now, like at this conference, he's obviously not going to confirm that that's what happened. That he didn't account for the creative aspect. 
But he did not. Why? Because he's a reality show mogul who has no idea how to run a Hollywood studio and what it takes and like how it actually involves like hard work and sweat and tears. Unlike a reality show where they just roll cameras and if a show's canceled, they spent maybe what, like two weeks filming it and they can just toss it. Everyone got paid. No one's going to be upset because they're going to go to film other schlop. I mean, come on, man. Anyway, Jonathan, I'm, I'm going to throw this over to you. Yeah, because you did talk about this for 30 minutes on your own, uh, like on a, on a separate episode. And now you're like, let me finish. Let me finish my point. Let me repeat. Ruben, nobody wants to I was I wasn't nobody repeating my point. That was a different point. A different point. Yeah, but no, that's the thing. Like he, he the, the man sees numbers. This man's just seeing the numbers. He's like, oh, we could save money doing this. He doesn't see like the, he's not looking eye to eye with the people he is screwing over. And he's screwing over a lot of people by doing this type of stuff. We're talking, we're talking like not just actor, actors like in the front of the camera. We're talking writers, animators, musicians, orchestrators, composers, catering companies, that type of shit. Like he on every level, this man's screwing people over. And what to save a few bucks? It's a multi-billion dollar company. Your job is to make content, to make entertainment, to make movies. Your job is not to make them and then write them off. Like what, what like you, you're running a company. This isn't just you, dude. You represent an entire freaking studio now. And you're you've been representing it horribly for about a year. You keep on doing this stupid shit. <laughs> And like filmmakers like Chris Nolan who left Warner Brothers, they see this stuff happen. Will they want to come back? Probably not. Probably not. And everyone had already forgotten about, because everyone saw it as, oh, it's a one-time thing. They just merged with the company. Everyone was like, okay, all oh, forgiven. Nolan even was like talking up WB in public a couple days before the Kaylee versus Acme thing. But then, you know, he did it again. To me, it's just a sign that he's going, um, unless the backlash is so severe, which I think it finally was this time, he was going to keep doing it. Uh, hopefully he stops doing it. Um, I hope that this congressman actually gets a, a team together to investigate this motherfucker, this, this, this dude. Uh, yeah, Joaquin dude. Castro is the name of the congressman. Um, yeah. He called for the FTC to review it. I don't know if anything will come of that. We shall have to see. Um but anyway, we'll keep you updated on Coyote versus Acme. Hopefully, it finds a new home somewhere. Hopefully, it's actually really good. Um, and if you guys were to send us some money so that we can buy it and put it on our own unique cube streaming service, hit us up at P.O. Box 1. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, if you didn't get that, P.O. Box 1. Thank you. All right. We'll be we'll be we'll be awaiting your your, your kind donations. All right. <laughs> Moving on from one uh disgusting CEO what? to another. <laughs> to another. Jesus, you don't let me finish, bro. <laughs> Bob Iger was also talking at this uh New York Times uh deal making conference. By the way, this is the conference where Elon was saying all that weird shit you guys probably saw yesterday where he oh, told the advertisers we like, oh, told yeah. the advertisers to F off, basically. Yeah, yeah. that was also at that conference. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff fair, at this conference. To be fair, to be fair, <laughs> I hate Elon. But to be fair, it's kind of true. Like the he, like the man's so rich that like the advertisers leaving is not gonna be a suitable enough punishment for the dude. Like, it will be suitable happened. enough for the company. It's not like he's gonna keep injecting his cat. 
Twitter will collapse. I'm calling yeah. that out. Twitter will I collapse. Think that's in the the thing, next like year. the man's like, I'm so untouchable. I'm rich as hell. Like you can't. It's like, yeah, I mean, like you as a person, as an asset, untouchable. But your your the stuff that you own can sink. It can it can it can collapse if you don't take proper care of the thing. He's an idiot. He's actually an idiot. Good God, I can't believe. All it takes to get rich nowadays is to have a racist dad who owns an emerald mine in South Africa. All it takes. <laughs> All it takes. Luck of the draw. <sighs> I left the pause so I knew when to cut. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Bob Iger was at this deal-making conference, um, and he just returned as CEO um, of Disney after the failed run of Bob Chapek. And I remember we were all so happy. We were all so happy. I remember I was like, oh, my God, we got Iger back. Because I thought it was, look, look, I look because I thought it would be a good change. Granted, yeah, granted, granted, some of the stuff Chapek was doing, looking back at it, was probably extensions of stuff that Iger wanted to do. Iger started Disney Plus. Some of the stuff that's been happening is probably... Iger course correcting now is probably him changing from his original plan and pinning it all on JPEG, kind of. That's what I see. Sounds like a business move to me. 100%. It's doggy dog out there. Um, So some of the stuff Iger said at his uh, presentation at this conference yesterday, uh, first off, he said uh, that the Marvels didn't do well because A, it shot during COVID, and B, there wasn't enough executive presence on set, is what he said. So more studio interference. Um, he also said he was disappointed in the direction the company was going. The big thing he said, though, um, that I want to get JQ's thoughts on is... You don't want to get my thoughts on this. I promise you. I do want to get your thoughts on this. Um, he said that Disney needs to move away from focusing on messaging and just do uh, a focus on entertaining first, is what he said. Which, you know, to me, that just says, I mean, A, the what messaging, bro? It's all diet shit. It's all made. Yeah, it's all, all no these. Messaging. Like, there's no all, messaging nowadays. What do you call, what, what do you mean messaging? Do you mean the like messaging? The, do you know what the messaging like the is? The first mes- LGBTQ shit you put in there for two seconds so that you can cut it out for the Chinese release? Is that the messaging you're talking that's, about? That's exactly that's what a, it that's is. All the, that's the only messaging I see. What is the messaging of Strange World or or or, or, or Wish? I, I, have you heard the villain song for Wish? It's actually no. it's embarrassing. It's embarrassingly. Bad. I haven't I haven't heard it. it. Is, I, it's like it's like rambling. It's just is it Chris Pine who plays that character? Yeah. I'm rambling. He's just rambling. It feels like they. It feels like they. <laughs> It feels like they're like like they like Chris Pye had like a had like a like a like a kidney procedure or something and he was put under and just as he woke up he's like yo now that you've had the inspiration of anesthesia you want to just talk into this mic for five minutes <laughs> like what are you talking about messaging what messaging the forced diversity the, to to make yourself seem like you're with it quote unquote. But they're not. <laughs> you're not. You're not with it. I don't understand why people are like, "Oh my god, Disney's gone so woke." It's not woke. It's not woke at all. They're pandering. They're pandering, and it's lazy and it's meaningless. And it's meaningless. It's, it's pandering just to get people in seats. It's, apparently, it's, it's, what it's, they're it's, what 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 he's saying here is basically that no LGBT people will be in their movies at all because that pisses people off. 
there will be less diversity because that pisses people off. Because the truth is that the presence of these people is what piss, piss, pisses people off. The presence of these characters from diverse backgrounds is what pisses people off. Not not stories built around those characters, although there has been a few of those. To be fair to Disney, Encanto was really good. Encanto was really good. Yeah, I, I to get to. Credit where it's due, but basically, like stuff like the scene from Lightyear that everyone on Fox News cried about, they'll just not allow that to go through next time. Stuff like that. Yeah. Namona, which they canned, obviously, was because of stuff like this. Um, yeah, because Namona was an actual character that had an actual story, an actual character development. And there was, was actually, like... actually, a relationship around yeah. a fully fledged LGBT. homosexual yeah. character, LGBT character. Yeah. It was actually a built character. It wasn't just this is my sole personality trait. It was yeah, an no, actual Disney, developed character. No, because Disney's running the Krusty the Clown like strategy right now, where it's like, oh, oh, look at this, look at this, look, we're gonna have gay characters in this one. Oh, we're, we're gonna have racial, we're gonna have like uh like racial diversity, and then you get into the seat. Mr. Crab puts on his little blue tomato. Come back and, and watch more Disney movies. Ah, and then he runs away. Like <laughs> strategy they're running right now so obviously it's annoying because it's not good it's lazy what's then, annoying about his statement is he is claiming there's something there that's really not that that's what we're the bottom line that's what we're saying and basically those it, people who wanted it to get better because it was pandering as you say and not like actual thought out stuff it's just gonna go away completely you're just not gonna try anymore we're just gonna just get gonna be bland well it's just gonna be bland yeah, I think this was their plan all along was to be like, oh, look at this. we'll put a little bit of this in here, get people annoyed about it, and then scrap it when it obviously doesn't work. Like, eh, that might might have been some people behind the scenes thinking that, but uh, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, that's what, yeah. My my thing is also like entertainment, unless we're talking about like brain dead comedy, which is fine, you know, it's fine. It's brain dead comedy can be hilarious. I mean, like, you know, things like the three, the three Stooges wasn't trying to, to teach message. It wasn't trying to teach yeah, anything. Yeah. It was just entertainment. They call it brain deads, maybe a little mean, because, I mean, it's not really brain dead. It just doesn't have... It's, a, it's, it's thought out it's, comedy, yeah. JQ. Not, I mean, they, they not, made yeah, some... The tropes of comedy. Say, yeah. It's not trying to say anything, but what it, the way that it says the things that it does say is hilarious. They, they, they structure it. There's, there's a, there is something to learn by watching those, because they're like, okay, this is funny. If I want to be a creative, this is what I have to do. This is a great idea. But Disney specifically has never been a company that that, that is without messaging. Like, like beyond all this fake woke shit, which is upsetting to me as someone who like tries to write convincing, diverse characters, like, like to just kind of throw a but like it's like throwing a bunch of freaking sprinkles out there and be like, ah, look how colorful this cookie is. That'll be $3.95 a ticket. Like <laughs> three ninety five, bro. Know, what Jack, movie theater are you going to? I want to go there. <laughs> you know what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is like from the beginning, Disney has been focused on 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 teaching shit through the stuff that they make. Yeah, it's it, it's maybe simple stuff like oh, like what's love or like you know what's the value of of friendship? Like what's the value of companionship? What does it mean? to be alive and to be united what does it mean to rise above difficult situations and become more that that's messaging entertainment is the the, the primary purpose 
of entertainment, in, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure I've used this quote before from C.S. Lewis, and I'll read, I can, I'll paraphrase it for this, but like, we watch, we read, we listen, all of this to know that we're not alone, to know that other people are going through the shit that we're going through. Like, what do you mean no messaging? Like, try harder, write a good story, right? Like, do, like, you're, you're just shitting stuff out at this point. Like, no one's going to Disney Plus to watch Tim Allen don the Santa Claus outfit one more time and watch the Santa Clauses just because you threw Fluffy in there, all right? Like, like no one, like, what are you even doing? What are you making? What's the purpose for any of this? You're just shitting stuff out. These are not creative decisions. This is a bunch of business people getting locked in a room for three hours and being like, oh my God, we have to, if if we don't come up with something this meeting, then then there's going to be budget cuts to my salary and I can't have my salary cut down. No, 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 no. Budget cuts uh, everyone below us. And then I'm going to yeah. give myself a bonus. And then I got to put up with that. No. Okay. What are we put up do? with the pissed employees. No. Uh, Santa Claus is brilliant idea. Brilliant. Season, idea. season two. <laughs> um, But no, the push what back. Next? What on... next? We're going to make, we're going to make a solo, a solo Disney plus show about Bib Fortuna for our star Wars brands. Green like that shit. Green like that shit. Oh, Oh, God. No, no, but like, just to say, to to push back on one of your points, for a creative, from a creative perspective, yes, the primary point should be to have human messaging put through your work. However, for these studio execs, it's about what's going to bring in the dollars. And, Jonathan, unfortunately, sometimes no messaging actually brings in audiences. Look at those goddamn Michael Bay Transformers movies. Although, yeah, the one thing at, I will, the one thing I will say. Look at those early Disney movies. Look at everyone inside, like, at Disney Pixar, Inside Out, Toy Story 3, Up, WALL-E, freaking, like, like, they've made, like, look at all these movies that have something to say and have been successful. Look at Oppenheimer. It, I will it, say. That stuff stands the test of time. The stuff with a message stands the test of time. The stuff that's just entertaining you, it may make a buck. It's a 50-50 flip if audiences are going to embrace something that just entertains. It's a 50-50 flip. It may make money, but it won't stand the test of time. Those Michael Bay Transformers movies are not going to be watched by future generations. I would, like, bet my hat. They're barely um, watched now. They're not good. No one remembers. Yeah, they're bad. Oh God, those they're they're bad. Um, but um, except no, for Dark I, of the Moon, we love you. We love you, Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon's like a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> the first half is actually horrible, but the last is that half Chicago is actually, path that Chicago oh path is actually really good, like legitimately. Um, but you know, I look just all I all I'm saying is like. <laughs> at least be like genuine but i guess like you don't be you can't be genuine with stockholders because they're just interested in money so i guess he has to lie to them um and say they're changing direction but truthfully all they're doing is appeasing the conservatives by cutting out like two second scenes from movies and that's what's that's the change that's going to happen here yeah nothing like, good here's the thing here's the thing it's not just the conservatives that don't like those two second scenes yeah, that's true. Nobody that's that's does. fair. Yeah, people like people like uh, people like me or Ruben who are, who are more liberal persuasion. I I see right through that shit. It's annoying to me because it's like you're putting this in to like maybe like to, to like get a reaction from for people like oh my god look how uh, forward thinking there are. It's two seconds that you can cut out from every other release. You're not forward thinking. 
you're not you you're, you're not you're not you're like you're not attuned or anything like you don't understand these topics that you're like like kind of like gesturing at there's no attempt to even grapple with any of it or grapple with what any of it means on a societal basis and the thing is that people who are just completely brain dead are eating it up people who are just blind to like blind to like what the company's doing like people on the liberal on the liberal side who i'm like oh my god look at all these things disney's doing aren't isn't that great they're accepting us it's like they're not accepting you this is they're they're, they're tricking you it's same with the conservatives the people are like oh my god like this this is like this is like the end of the world look at they're trying to indoctrinate our children dude they're trying to make a quick buck they don't care what your kids think all right the only the only indoctrination they they need for your kids is buy and watch our stuff. It's not believe what the stuff is. It, clearly, that's what Bob is saying here. It's not believe what we're saying. It's not like listen to our messaging. The only thing that these big companies want to teach your kids is buy, buy, buy. There is no moralistic or ideological thing behind this. And until you until you realize that, we're gonna keep losing. Good God, I have been ranting for like 10 minutes, Ruben. Let's change the time. All right, all right. You know what? Since since we haven't recorded in a while and this one's already going long, I'm going to cut it right here. And this will be, this is the end of our news catch-up segment. Join us next week. Uh, we're going to re- be recording this now. But join us next week and it'll be our movie catch-up where we talk about all the movies that came out while we were off the air. So, see you then. Except for you, Bob Iger. I hope you freaking... God damn it, JQ.